Hey everybody, this is Jeff. Just wanted to say, literally as I was clicking on compile for this episode, we got news that Hunter Henry will be out for this weekend with COVID-19. Um, don't know if it's contact tracing or anything like that. Uh, we do mention his illness in, in this episode, so just wanted to uh, fix that right off the bat. So uh, thanks for listening to a full season of the podcast. Everybody uh, have a good weekend. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Christmas edition of the Football Absurdity Podcast, the week 16 edition of the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Griscon, and I'm here, as always, with my co-hosts, Evan Hoovler and Mike Valverde. Gentlemen, uh, how's how's your Christmas Eve going so far? Meaty. Meaty? I just, you're pulled, so... nine, I just pulled nine pounds of pork belly, about to slice it up to, out of the smoker. About to slice it up with some bacon, and then I'm going to make a rib roast. There you go. Mike, how's yours going? I assume less meat than that. Yes, yes, a lot less meat than that. Um, I'm eating this breakfast that I have every morning since I've been on this dietary plan. It's this uh, whey, cinnamon whey with blueberries and peanut butter. Well, that sounds less exciting than pork belly. (laughs) A little bit less exciting. Just a little bit. I yeah. want to say something to our listeners. Hold on, I got this. Dobar Din. Dobar Din. That's how you say hello to a group of Bulgarians. Oh, okay. What's up with I don't know if you know this, Mike, but we are apparently big in Bulgaria. Someone said we're the third most popular fantasy podcast in that country. I think that person was making that up, if I'm being completely honest with I, you. I definitely think we're not the third most popular podcast fantasy in Bulgaria. But, you know, it could be that one of our fans went over on a trip and listened, and that one hit made us the third most popular American fantasy podcast in Bulgaria. So it's possible. Perhaps. All right. So uh, I was thinking we're, we're what should we call it? Um, the guy that played um, in Baywatch and uh, Knight Rider. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. We're the David Hasselhoff of Bulgaria. There you go. All right, let's get going into this week 16 podcast, boys, because we have to go over 16 games and preview them. And uh, so we have a meaty podcast going today. So um, this week, like we said, Christmas week, a little bit of a different schedule. There is a game on Friday, three games on Saturday, and then a full slate on Sunday. So uh, at least take a look at your fantasy teams to see if you have any Saints or Vikings going in your championship, because it would suck to miss out on starting somebody because of uh, what's going on. And uh, reminder... The sooner a person plays, the those are the people you should put in your running back wide receiver slots. Leave your flex spots uh, for the latest games possible, just in case there's some sort of injury concern. And that's definitely uh, a thing with uh, it's Wednesday, um, Wednesday morning. We don't have a lot of practice reports, so keep that in mind because we have to cover three days worth of injuries uh, to cover for them. And we have some, some stuff going on uh, with Minnesota with some injuries. We've got Saturday, we've got some injuries and then Sunday we've got some stuff. So definitely uh, do that. Um, this, this, this week it's as, as important as possible because it's championship week. So, um, so yeah, boys, you guys ready to get this party started? Yeah. All right, let's get this party started. So first game up on the docket I mentioned is the Friday game. That is the Vikings at the Saints. Vikings are six and eight. Saints are 10 and four. And the over under on this one is 50 and a half points. The Saints are seven point favorites in this one. Um, 
Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph is out. Um, Alexander Madison is out. Kyle Rudolph is dealing with a foot. Alexander Madison, a concussion. Uh, for the Saints, Traquan Smith has an ankle issue. He might not play. He was sidelined in practice. Uh, uh, Marquez Callaway, that his name? Yeah, Marquez Callaway. Uh, he is an option for Week 16. He was designated to return from IR. And, Mike, I don't want to steal your uh, joke, so why don't you head in? Uh, so, Mike, uh, Kyle Rudolph's out for Christmas. What does that mean? Kyle Rudolph's out since Kyle Rudolph is out for Christmas. I think Christmas is going to suck because there will be no Rudolph. Got him. All right. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Let's get into the questions for this one. Mike, you want to know if Emmanuel Sanders can uh, return top 24 value this week against the Vikings? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm liking it, uh, especially since Mike Thomas is not going to be there. Um, and Traquan Smith is probably not going to be there. And Sanders and Drew Brees together, they make kind of magic. So um, with Drew Brees in the lineup, Sanders has 27 catches for 365 yards. Um, last week, he had 76 yards with no Thomas. Now he has the Vikings, and they allow the 26 most fantasy points to wide receivers. So considering Sanders is one of the better route runners in this league, um, should get open consistently since the Vikings are bad at covering the pass. And now with Breeze uh, back, hopefully he can play a little bit better than he did last week. That would be great. I think really the only difference that would keep Sanders from being a top 10 is a touchdown. So if he gets that, expect top 10 numbers out of him. Uh, I, I, he's going to be fantastic this week. If you're an owner of him, if you held, held on to him all this season, now is the time to play him. Yeah, I mean, this is this is it. Um, <laughs> I like to talk. One of the things I like to say is uh, if you're not going to start him this week, um, you're never going to start him. That's one of the things, you know, it's when I'm talking about analysis. And it's uh, this is definitely that week because uh, this is it. So I'm um, hoping for a big Emmanuel Sanders breakout game um, in this one. And Evan, what you're looking for is something that's been actually percolating in the back of my mind. It's Adam Thielen's struggles, if those are going to continue. Alan, uh, Al, Alan. Adam nailed it. Adam Thielen has five catches in the last two games. He has 50 yards total in the last two games. Uh, if it wasn't for a touchdown in the last game, he'd have uh, he'd have 2.1 points in, uh, in in your fantasy football semifinals. I have him, and he's going against the Saints, who don't allow passing touchdowns. They've allowed less than one per game on average. Uh, I have him in a keeper and a what is this, a dynasty league? And I, I think I'm going to start him. I also have Robbie Anderson, whom I'm also thinking of starting. I, I, I don't know. I probably have to go with Thielen. Don't sit your studs, question mark. But that's what I'm watching. Is he going to continue to struggle with the emergence of Justin Jefferson? I want to know if he even qualifies as a stud anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess studs need to get more than 11 receiving yards in a game. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, uh, Mike, any thoughts on the uh, Adam Thielen thing? Yeah, it's just he's just sort of fallen off the cliff. I mean, one of the things that we've been saying about about um, Kirk Cousins is he's his struggles to maintain two wide receivers. And even though there have been some weeks where both of them have had fantastic weeks, I think it's a longevity thing. And that's how you can tell if someone can do the job or not is how long can they can do the job and. Cousins has not been able to do that for a longevity time, and just Jeff, 
he likes Justin Jefferson. Um, he prefers him over Adam Thielen for whatever reasons, matchups or whatever, and that's why. Yeah, and I think a big part of that, too, is um, over the last three games, Dalvin Cook has had uh, 38 touches, uh, 24 touches, and 29 touches, and it kind of limits uh, what, what part of the pie is available there for Adam Thielen and what's not really a transcendent offense, you know. So um, you're kind of picking around the, the edges there. Yeah, um, I'm looking at Thielen right now, and I'm not even seeing him come up in the top 50. Like, Yeah, so there you go. I mean, he well, he did in week 13. He did finish as, as 11, week as wide receiver 11, so that was a good week. But the last two weeks, yeah, nothing. Yep, so, all right, so Adam Thielen has fallen out of don't sit your stud status, and uh, with a difficult matchup with the Saints, you know, you could possibly get away from him this weekend as a touchdown saved him. So let's go ahead, let's move on to the Saturday games. A quick, quick run through the Friday Christmas game, uh, one game. I will probably be watching uh, basketball instead of that game, if I'm being honest. That's uh, uh, the NBA. Not cool. Not cool putting a game on Christmas. Sorry. Disagree with it. That's the NBA's day. I would think they're doing that like forever, though. The uh, uh, NFL? No, NBA. You said NBA on Christmas. Yeah, that's been their thing. It's like if the, the NBA, they had like a detente where the NBA didn't put games on Thanksgiving and the NFL didn't put games on Christmas. And now the NFL smashed that. And so that'll be oh, interesting to see. Oh, you're disappointed the NFL putting a game on Christmas because that's sort of been the, the NBA thing. Yeah, that's the NBA's day. Okay, so, I didn't yeah. That. Okay, nice. I, I see it. You know how we see the NFL's day, Thanksgiving being the NFL's day. Right. That's how Christmas is for the NBA, and the NFL right. kind of undercut it. So. No, uh, I not, get you now. I missed that part. Yeah, I yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, not playing very nice NFL. So why don't we go ahead? Let's move on to the Saturday games. First game up is uh, Tampa Bay and Detroit. This is a 10 a.m. Pacific Saturday game. Um, so if you don't set your lineups on Friday, remember, Saturday morning we got football. Uh, Ronald Jones will not be playing this weekend. Uh, Bruce Arians ruled him out with COVID and a finger surgery issue. Uh, for the Lions, Daryl Bevel has COVID. So it will be interim coach, to head coach Daryl Bevel, I forgot to mention. Uh, he has covid uh or was a contact trace to covid so he won't be coaching this weekend more likely more than likely so that'll be an interesting thing to see how that works out kenny galladay is probably out for week 16 and matthew stafford is probably in for week 16 with a hip issue and some ribs issues respectively this is a 54 point over under the buccaneers are nine and a half point favorites and evan you want to know how uh, deandre swift will be used yeah you know one of the things, sometimes when people think they're arguing, they really just made a conclusion and they're just cherry picking any arguments in favor of that conclusion. And it's so annoying because they'll just continue to cherry pick no matter how much you uh, you disprove their stuff. Well, that's what I'm going to do right now. So get ready to be annoyed, everybody. Uh, DeAndre Swift is in my big money league championship on my team. So the question is not will he get used, it's how. And the more I think about it, the more I can talk myself into uh, – can't really run the ball. I mean, it's Tampa Bay. They're they're all world. Uh, but Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford still scheduled to play? If so, that dude is beat up, and they're not going to want him to hold. Yes, I'm checking that out right now. I'm talking. No, I said it in the intro to the to the game that he is oh, supposed to play. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, I they're not going to want that that dinged up guy to uh, hold the ball in the pocket very long. So I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of swing passes, a lot of wheel routes. A lot of checkdowns, and that means DeAndre Swift because he can catch passes. So that's what I'm watching for. 
Okay, so DeAndre Swift's usage in this one is what you're you're excited for because of selfish purposes. So for Mike, you want to know, uh, I said uh, Rojo is out. His replacement, Leonard Fournette, uh, his his uh, difficult up-and-down season is coming to an end, but you're seeing if he can finish in the top 15. Yeah, and I like him. I, I really do in this game. Um, last week without Jones, he blasted the Falcons for 20 PPR points, and the Falcons are the seventh toughest team in line fantasy points to running backs. Now he has the lions and well, there's a big difference between the seventh and the last. And that's where the lions are. They rank dead last to running backs. They've given up uh, fantasy points. They give up the most touchdowns to the position to the position. They've given up 25 touchdowns to running backs over the year. Uh, they have been seven times this season where a running back has scored multiple touchdowns. I, and that's what Fournette does. He scores touchdowns. I, I, I could see definitely one, maybe two this week for Fournette. Um, and he sh- should finish in the top 12 in consecutive weeks. Yeah. Uh, for a guy that was on the, the scrap heap, he could end the season as a league winner, which would be a weird thing thinking about for Leonard Fournette, a uh, guy who was left for dead. So, uh Interesting uh, uh, season arc for Fournette. So speaking of interesting season arcs and less left for dead, uh, the afternoon game is the 49ers. They are five and nine. The Cardinals are eight and six. It is a 1:30 start on Saturday. 49 point over under. Cardinals are five point favorites. And um, C.J. Beathard will be starting for the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is designated to return from his ankle injury. I don't think we see him. Nick Mullins needs Tommy John surgery. George Kittle is questionable to play this weekend with a foot thing if he plays you're kind of backed into starting him i don't think he plays um debo samuel's probably not playing i'd say there's no injury designations yet so i don't have the definite but he's probably not playing and i got a question for you guys has a backup quarterback ever sparked a revenge game does that count uh well i think sure why not i mean if especially if a quarterback said a long history there and is now a, a backup to some team for whatever reasons uh, and gets to starting nod. Absolutely. Well, yeah, my I question is, if, Mike, uh, go ahead. I think then. if uh, James Winston ever came to Tampa Bay, that's definitely a, a revenge game. But what if a uh, quarterback was picked in the top 10 by a team and then immediately replaced the next year because the 49ers signed Josh Rosen off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad, baby. I, I think Josh Rosen's the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year. Ooh. Ooh, someone's, someone's elbowing in on your hot takes, Jeff. <laughs> well, Josh Rosen isn't under contract, is he? Because wasn't he cut? Or is he still on his rookie deal? I would imagine he's still on his rookie deal. Let's see. Let's find out. Josh Rosen is yep. he, since he was no no he's still it says it says he's uh, guaranteed two years so that means he's still on his rookie deal who where does it say that I'm on Yahoo Sports okay well September I am 6, I am on he has a dead contract with the Miami Dolphins because they cut him so he is no longer on his rookie deal he is okay, a you're supposed to more recent than mine. Yes, yeah, so he's a restricted free agent after this year. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, if the 49ers are starting Josh Rosen at quarterback, I will not be renewing my season tickets next year. 
uh, because he sucks. He's garbage. Uh, Chase Edmonds is limited with knee and ankle issues in this one. And uh, someone's garbage when he hasn't even had a chance to even like perform. He had I a mean, chance to at I mean, Mike. You, 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 same you're, you're good, Mike, you're, Mike you're if you want to have this because you have a big crush on Jimmy Garoppolo and that's the only guy nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. If you want to go back, the greatest the history the quarterback is coming we got about Josh Rosen. And you wouldn't like it. <laughs> do, do you want to go back to the, we had the same exact conversation about Josh Rosen two weeks ago? He's Dude, not good. You, you He's had his chance. Big crush for Jimmy Garoppolo. It has nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Evan, talk about Evan, talk about Kyler Murray. <laughs> okay, so we we've been talking about Patrick Mahomes, number one quarterback in fantasy next year. He's he's first overall now. He he did it. You picked him first. He finished first. When does that ever happen? Oh, great. Or maybe you picked him second. Uh, he's 15 points ahead. And now we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers as the slam dunk number two. But let me let me let me give you a stat here. Aaron Rodgers, 411.62 total fantasy points on the season. 411.62. Kyler Murray, 411.58. He is currently 0.04 points behind second place. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, he he didn't look, he didn't convince me last week. He had an off week. So I'm wondering if Murray can take take down a, a decent, correct me if I'm wrong, San Francisco uh, uh, defense. And there's nothing maybe good about San Francisco team. anymore. Okay, great. Well, then maybe Curry anymore. can overpower <laughs> Maybe Murray can uh, can get into that discussion, and there'll be some debate in the offseason. Murray or Rogers, number two. Okay, that'll be an interesting thing to see. Mike, you wanted to know about Jeff Wilson Jr. this week. I also want to know about Josh Rosen, Jeff. Um, I'm I'm only I'm only playing. I, I think I'm being yeah. There's no response. I've been disconnected from the podcast. Um. So, in a life-saving attempt for Jeff Wilson, I, I like Jeff Wilson. I like him a lot. Um, he was pretty effective against Dallas. He totaled 60 yards and a touchdown, four targets. Uh, you know, even though he didn't catch the ball with those four targets, I, I like the fact that they're throwing to him, and that should continue. Um, I can definitely live with that from a backup. This is now five games this season with double digits and carries for Wilson. And he scored a touchdown in four of those five games, including three outings with at least 12 PPR points. The Cardinals have allowed opposing running backs to score six touchdowns in the past five games. But, but the Cardinals are pretty tough against the run. They're 11th toughest running backs and fantasy points allowed. So they've gotten weaker over the, over the last few weeks, but there's a reason why they're the 11th toughest um, against running backs. So I like Wilson, but I, I really like Wilson uh, more as a flex option instead of a RB two slot kind of guy. Yeah. Jeff Wilson is, is not somebody that I'm leaning into this week. Um, you know, he scored a touchdown. Uh, was it, two weeks ago or last week it was last week he's and he got a bunch of cracks at the end zone but it, it, like you mentioned it's a strong run defense for the cardinals there so i'm not leaning into jeff wilson but he is an option for you um if you have some injuries so let's go ahead let's talk about the saturday night game dolphins nine and five evan your raiders are seven and seven so 47 and a half point over under miami are three point favorites miles gaskin is off the covid list so you can smoke him if you got him 
Uh, Mike Kosicki has a shoulder issue. I didn't find any updated practice reports today about him. Uh, Jakeem Grant and uh, Devontae Parker were both limited with hamstring issues. And actually, I, re I just refreshed Roto World. Kosicki was also limited. So monitor that space. Those are guys. Uh, uh, Mike Kosicki, who you want to play, probably Devontae Parker, given this Raiders um, uh, their secondary has been on and off the injury report with like John Abrams and, and De uh, Damon Arnett, uh, just a lot of on and off. Um, so could be a good light up spot for him. Uh, Henry Ruggs has uh, COVID unknown his status for Saturday. Derek Carr practiced in full on Wednesday, which was crazy considering his groin recovery time was 10 to 14 days. So he might actually play on Saturday. So it makes my, uh, can we trust Marcus Mariota article look really smart because uh, he's not even going to play. So um, in this one, or maybe not going to play in this one, Mike, you mentioned I mentioned Devontae Parker. You want to know if he can finish in the top 24? Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, the the four, uh, 49ers, the Raiders are horrible against the pass, as we've seen them get lit up team after team after team, injuries and, and players being out, and all those th all those things that you sort of mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, I. I I have a problem thus far, and I don't know if it's going to be a continuous problem or if it's something that we should worry about. And that's the sort of team up between two of Tom Viola and Devonte Parker. And that has not been a good situation. Tags has really relied on Mike Kosicki thus far and is sort of avoided Parker. Parker's only averaging just eight and a half fantasy points with him as the starter. Uh, we've seen what Parker's done with Fitzpatrick, and it's not even close. It's like almost even the polar opposite. He's only caught 19 of 35 of Tagliola's uh, targets and has not surpassed 65, 64 yards in a game. But as you mentioned with all those missing pieces, and maybe they stay, stay out, Tua has to throw to somebody um, outside of Bowden. And this could be one of those weeks where they finally get it together especially as we've talked about the Raiders defense being so bad and the Raiders have given up a touchdown to receivers in seven straight games, including wow. two touchdowns to three of four of those games. So receivers are scoring at least two touchdowns against them. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I like the matchup um, being what it is, but I don't like the matchup with tags and, and Parker thus far. Yeah, it's been uh Nothing solidified yet. Uh, Tua has definitely had a uh, – he hasn't hit the ground running as much as people thought he would. So we'll see how that goes. And Evan, on the other side of the ball, you're looking at Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, now that Derek Carr – Derek Carr practiced in full yesterday. What? Uh, now I want to see Aguilar, uh, who's had eight or more targets in four of his last five games. Uh I want to see if that's continuing to be a thing. And I'm also, I'm speculating, he's on a one-year contract. So I'm speculating if Gruden's going to bring him back. He's going to, he's going, if he continues with this usage, he's going to command a bit more money. But uh, as a Raider fan, I, you know, the offense is all we have. Just pay him. It's not my money. So, yeah, I'm watching Aguilar. See if he can be a, a worthwhile part next year or if he's just in the right place at the right time. Yeah, goodness gracious. Nelson Aguilar is making a million dollars this year. Wow, I didn't realize his yeah. stock had fallen that far. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had, I had to Google it and get a second source when I was prepping this because I was like, what? Huh? Yeah, that doesn't. That's sort of the thing that that doesn't sound right. It sounds like a lie. <laughs> 
you know, you figured he'd latch on for like three million bucks or something. But hey, you know what? Um, you know what? I should have said he'd catch on somewhere. Dang it. I blew the joke. <laughs> well, All if right. he was to catch on somewhere, he would never have caught on to anything. There it is. That's what we're looking for. All right. Let's go to the Sunday games. Atlanta and Casey. Atlanta's four and ten. Casey thirteen and one. This one is a fifty-four point over under. And the Chiefs are ten and a half point favorites. Injuries in this one. Julio Jones was limited with his hamstring injury. His status is up in the air. We mentioned on the Tuesday episode, but it's worth noting again. Uh Todd Gurley is no longer the lead back in Atlanta. Uh, interim oh, coach. Yeah, Raheem Morris said that Ito Smith is quote the lead runner right now, which we warned you guys. We warned you guys. This is I'm I'm officially taking a victory lap for us. We warned you guys about Todd Gurley. Yeah, I mean we could date this back, oh gosh, to at least week seven, week eight. We've been talking about how Edo Smith and even Brian Hill has looked better than Todd mm-hmm. Gurley. So yeah, this this is the book. This is when we close the book and say refer back to chapter eight. When we say, <laughs> okay, um, look for this. Yeah, and it's one of those things where people were like uh, going, oh, my goodness, uh, we, you know, uh, you drafted Todd Gurley and he's supposed to be bad. Well, look at him. He's running back 14. And it's like, yeah, because he scored like 10 touchdowns to begin to begin the year. So um, uh, there were a lot of people doing victory laps, uh, I would say a little bit prematurely, a little bit prematurely. So, um yeah, uh, bad news there. But um, in this one, Evan, you wanted to know about Todd Gurley's teammate, uh, Russell Gage. And if the Chiefs blowing the Falcons out, which we assume will happen, if that's going to actually benefit Russell Gage. Yeah, it's such a it's such a any given Sunday thing with Russell Gage. You'd think that this would be the dream matchup. You know, if Julio's not playing, they're going to have to throw a lot because Kansas City is going to score, and that should benefit Gage. And Gage has benefited from Julio being out with 15 or more points in the last two games. However, if we extend our memory back more, there was Week Three and Week Five when Julio Jones was out uh, against. And week five was against Carolina's mediocre offense. Uh, who, and Russell Gage scored two and a half points then. So, and three and a half points against the Chicago, notably better uh, offense. But they scored 26 points in that game. So it's not like Chicago blanked them. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Are we going to, is this part of a trend where Gage is getting usage now? Is, 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 has he, you know, gotten Matt Ryan's favor? Or is he just a sometimes hot, sometimes cold kind of replacement guy? Yeah, he's he's definitely in that like uh, uh, that that range of guys. What do you think about Russell Gage, Mike? He's been around for a long time. Um, I probably like his. I would say imagine anywhere between five and seven years. I think he started with the Bears and did absolutely nothing. But he uh, seems, I think he, you're getting him mixed up with somebody else. Am I? Yeah, I think there might have been another Gage because he's he's been with the Falcons for a few years. Yeah, but it. wasn't he a, a bear at first? Justin Gage. Uh, <laughs> Another marginal wide receiver talent, Justin Gage, who flashed in 2008 for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, okay. That, okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was like sitting there like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. But yeah, Justin Gage. Okay, see, I didn't gauge correctly here. Yeah, um, yeah there you go. Bosa has been around for a while. I remember him in the 70s. <laughs> This Clay Matthews, man. He's there's this Matthews boys <laughs> forever. So 
I, you know, just looking over his numbers over the last couple of years, you can see an uptick in targets, receptions, and I, I, I like him. I mean, he performs. We were talking about performance when Julio Jones isn't there, so uh, it's tough to say. Okay, well, he'll catch on next year unless Julio Jones is out. You know, even more games this year, which I kind of doubt for next year. But uh, I like him. He's very much of a of one of those players that you need in your dynasty leagues, not so much in your redraft leagues. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's been so hot and cold, but I think, um, with, 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 if Julio moves on, um, they can, um, have a, uh, a, a, not a replacement, but for, to become the one B as Calvin Ridley ascends into the Julio Jones role, he's inconsistent, but a lot of it is you know, target volume, I think. So oh, absolutely. I want to ask you guys something, cause you know way more about dynasty than I do. Uh, is there any way I could trade Julio Jones for like a fourth round draft pick next year? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Is he worth it? Somebody will take it. I'm sure somebody will. There's, there's a saying, it only takes one person. And whether or not that's, that guy's in our dynasty league. I could, I could tell you what he's worth right now. Go ahead and go. I'll, I'll, it's going to be, we'll come back to it. All right. Um, very much. Well, Mike, you'll have to wait till after you talk about Le'Veon Bell being top fifteen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're up. Uh, uh, yeah, with Bell. I mean, Bell has sort of been even probably even more useless than he was uh, a couple years ago when he didn't even play. I mean, at least he had a reason to to, to not perform. Um, so even though he's been on, that, that was sort of a bad joke, but um. He's, I'm sorry, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> uh, I was I was just saying he was a much better player when when he didn't play a couple of years ago when he when he stayed oh, out this year yeah, because at least he had that. a reason to not perform. Um, and uh, you know, but this week it's going to be just him in this great offense. And I he did score a touchdown last week, even though that was probably more of Patrick Mahomes drawing the defense as he's running. Um, because he crossed the line of scrimmage and he's running and then he t- pitches the ball to Bell and Bell does the rest of the work down the sideline. Uh, other than that, he's just been re- really bad. Um, he did have 15, 15 carries for 62 yards last week, but as I was talking about earlier with the Falcons, they are very tough against the run and I, I, the, the Chiefs just pass too much. But I like it. I, I like opportunity for him. I think he's going to get the volume. He also will get the, the touches down near the goal line where Chiefs, you know, usually just pitch a tent and stay there because they score so many points. But um, I like him. I, I think he, you know, you might want to discard him because of what he's done this season, which is almost nothing. But in this situation, I think you have to roll with him. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, we saw Clyde edwards be, uh active but not active uh with his stomach bug a couple weeks ago but you're kind of backed into using levy on bell because you're like well this could this could win me my championship so uh we'll see how how um how that goes and uh, the levy on bell question is one that's looming large so uh for me in our our football absurdity writers league which i'm in the finals of uh just you know just wanted to remind you to um so uh, actually even if you don't exactly with your cutting out from packetizing <laughs> what did you say 
I was about to say, yeah, win that, buddy. But then I was like, you know what? He's already won. Like, he's already broken world history records with uh, with his performance with the team auto-drafted, auto-auctioned team to the finals. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was looking at that team. I wouldn't have ended up with Derrick Henry and Travis Kelsey on my own. So I think uh, the, 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 the rest of the roster being trash, at least I had those two guys to start with. So... Uh, I got a leg up there. And I forgot to mention injuries in this one. Uh, Tyreek Hill didn't practice on Wednesday with a hamstring issue. It's probably precautionary. If you watched the game last week, you saw him getting some treatment on his hamstring that tightened up, uh, drinking pickle juice on the sideline. Uh, Anthony Hitchens, linebacker for the Chiefs, went to COVID IR. And CEH, we kind of mentioned around this, but he's out till the divisional round, at least with hip and ankle injuries. Um, So... Um, in the next game, uh, we are going to talk about the Browns and the Jets. Browns are 10 and four. Jets are one and three, 47 point over under Cleveland, nine and a half point favorites in this one. Injuries. Jedrick Wills, left tackle for the Browns, has COVID. Um, he's so he won't be playing this weekend. Chris Hubbard, offensive lineman for the Browns, will be out for the season with knee surgery. So uh, Baker's missing two starters on the line. So that'll be. A little bit more difficult, but uh, luckily he is still playing the Jets, so that shouldn't be too much of a problem, uh, especially since Quinn and Williams, uh, they put him on IR with neck issues and a concussion. And Jamison Crowder was limited on Wednesday with calf and thigh problems, uh, but we will see how that goes, if he will actually uh, suit up this weekend or not. Um, you know, we'll see a big week for uh, potential Jets starters because the Browns are not a strong defense against the pass. They're a good matchup to take advantage of. Um, Mike, you wanted to know if Kareem Hunt is a bust, and then you can get into ask, answering whatever question you're answering for Evan. <laughs> okay. So as far as Kareem Hunt, um, in his last four games, Hunt has only scored nine PPR points or less. Um, unfortunately, and you know, even on top of that bad news, is the fact that the, those four games that he's just absolutely disappeared in, the Cleveland Browns have won. So when you're the Cleveland Browns and you're winning pretty much without Kareem Hunt, you're not being forced to use them. Uh, and now they have the Jets. <laughs> if, <laughs> if the Jets somehow, you know, keep this close, then you're looking at another bad week for uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you would hope that the Jets would keep this close. I don't see it happening. Uh, but, I still think Hunt is valuable as an auto flex at the very least. Uh, I, I I don't think you can trust him in RB2. So don't don't figure he's going to be putting up RB20 numbers or anything like that. I think more RB28 to RB30 is probably his range. Uh, and the Jets, you know, even though the Browns should, should win this game easily, as far as the Jets against running backs, they're the 16th toughest so right in the middle of the pack uh and they do have momentum they just came off a victory against a very good team against the rams and so uh, the browns might have this close game because of that i say put them in in a flex option and then just hope for the best because how can you really bench cream hunt even though he's been horrid the last four games evan you're a big kareem hunt fan you have to defend your boy uh, I have to flex them. This game script could be a little different uh, in that they're not going to have to score a lot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's hard to read when they use it, when they don't. But Mike's kind of right. You'd think that 
in games where they have a slam dunk, they would just ride on him. He's technically the backup running back. Why don't you lean on him and rest job? But to, it just it, it doesn't seem to go that way for whatever reason. I'm flexing him. I don't have a lot of choices. Uh, so I'm going to do it. So therefore, he's going to flip out. But uh, in reality, yeah, it's, if, it's, uh, it's debatable. Fantasy Pros has him currently. Uh, the aggregate is 21st in uh, uh, RBs and HPPR. So the industry seems to think he's a solid uh, RB2 play. I'm not. I'm kind of more with Mike, where I'm like, eh, you flex if you have to. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and that kind of ties into your, what you wanted to see, which was Baker Mayfield, if he was going to flip out. Yeah, speaking of uh, rankings, Fantasy Pros has Baker Mayfield 12th, and I think he deserves to be at least two spots higher. In the last four weeks, in the last four weeks, in terms of total fantasy points scored, only two quarterbacks have scored more points than Baker Mayfield. And this week, he gets the Jets, who aren't a real football team. So Tell that I, to the Rams. I, yeah, yeah, right. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm watching to see if Baker Mayfield gets himself into the uh, – he's right. He's quarterback 16 now. I'm seeing if he has a big finish, finishes as a, uh, a QB1, a top 12-er. Maybe he's a easy $1 flyer next year. For Baker? Sure. The way he's finished this year, I don't think he's going to fall fall into the $1 flyer tier. Ooh, I think he's okay. going to I think he's going to be in the back end starter tier. You're going to be spending 3-4 bucks on Baker Mayfield next year. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and fans step off, step back from the ledge. Yeah, well, outside of outside of last week where he finished as a QB 13, he finished three straight weeks in as a QB inside the QB 12, QB 12 in week 12, QB 3 in week 13, and QB 3 again in week 14. Yeah, and so what I, I – I, there's a hole in the middle of the Cleveland schedule that I just completely discount because it was the three monsoon games in a row, and it's where Baker threw the ball 25, 20, and 22 times. Outside of those games, the game before that, he threw five touchdowns, and since then he's thrown two, four, two, and two. And uh, he rushed for a touchdown in there as well against the Ravens. So it's one of those things where, yeah, he's been coming on hot lately. Hopefully you can take a discount of him because people will forget about the monsoon games. But if but if they don't, you know, if they don't discount those monsoon games, then we'll uh, hopefully can get a discount on Baker Mayfield. But I'm not I'm not bullish on it. And speaking of draft price, uh, Mike, you have come back to Evan with some uh, interesting news about Julio Jones and his value. Yeah, whatever you do, do not trade him for a fourth round pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I when you were first mentioning, I thought top second round, you know, some top second round pick, but he's actually even worth more than that. Um, he's anywhere between a mid to a late first round pick. That's awesome. Oh my god, I would love to get even a second rounder for him because I, I have too many receivers right now. I start Robbie Anderson or whatever. Okay, I might. And then start floating out some trades. Yeah, I was going to say uh, good luck uh, in our league because it's impossible to trade. Sorry. Sorry to anybody in our league who plays. It's impossible to trade with you with you folks. In a dynasty league, it's impossible? Everybody has, in, what is it, the endowment fallacy? Okay. Uh, the endowment, where it's, it's where somebody, because you have somebody, they're worth more. So it's right. imp- it's not impossible to trade. It's impossible to get what you want. I was trading a guy, Nick Chubb, and he wouldn't part with Zach Moss. What? 
I eventually, instead of Zach Moss, I eventually got a second round pick. But I was like, come on, dude. And this this negotiation took like two months because he wouldn't just freaking give me Zach Moss, who has mostly sucked. So whatever. I have like tw- five of the first 25 picks next year now. So oh, very glad to have all those picks going into what's going to be basically the most dart throw drafts. Um, all right. That's enough of that. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about uh, Mike's boys, the Colts take on the Steelers, a game that's looking easier and easier as every week goes on. Colts 10 and 4, Steelers 11 and 3, 44 and a half point over under. Colts are one and a half point favorites and Colts have no real injuries to report in this one, Mike, unless there's something I missed that you know about. Um, Eric Ebron looks like he's going to be denied a revenge game. Um, he has a back problem. He was out of practice this week. And this was the report that earlier in the week they said, Hey, he didn't sustain any organ damage. And I'm like, Oh, that's not a normal report that you see. Hey, just so you know, his organs are all okay. Um, uh, James Connery missed last week with a quad issue quote could be available. So probably not a guy you want to rely on in a rough matchup. Um, against the Colts this week. So uh, probably find another option, even if he is available, if you can, if you can't good luck. Um, but in this one, Evan, you want to know if uh, James Connors teammate, Deontay Dropson is going to figure it out. Yes. Yeah, so Deontay Johnson, uh, I guess he got a touchdown last week. So you feel okay, but he does not. He's like, he's like the wide receiver version of Josh Allen, where, what does Jeff always say? You just don't don't watch him if he's on your fantasy team, but start yeah. him. Yeah, so, you'll go insane watching him. <laughs> so that's what I'm watching for. And he has a bad game in him. We we know that. So this this week he goes against Indianapolis, who I don't know if y'all know this, but they got a good defense. So I want to know if we're gonna see the 15 point range or if we're gonna see the zero to ten point range that we've seen from him. It's a real striped. Real striped pattern here going forward. How's your secondary this week, Mike? How's your team's I, secondary? I think it depends on who, who lines up against him, whether it's Yassine or Xavier Rhodes. Who's, Rhodes is playing much more like he did earlier as a Viking than he did the last couple seasons. So he's really turned around his, his sort of his career. He looks much more like his former self. So if he gets Xavier Rhodes, it's going to be a tough, tough week for him. But if he gets up on Yassine, then I think he'll dominate. There you go. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it was great. All right. Sounds good. So, Mike, let's go ahead. Let's talk about you calling Jonathan Taylor. This is his final exam. Yeah. So he's looked great, as I've talked about uh, nearly every week for the last four weeks. He's he's I'm so surprised by him. I'm 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 like excited because it's just. You don't you normally see a running back just go from struggling very hardcore to just being a different player. And he's he's looked a completely different player. Um, but as I've mentioned before, these those have been against really bad defenses against the run. Um, now he has the Steelers. And I think this will be the test. This is going to be the final exam on whether it's uh, Jonathan Taylor what we saw earlier in the season to Jonathan Taylor um, later in the season. And if he can perform well, if he makes the correct decisions, as I stated a couple weeks ago, I don't care if he goes 15 for 45. I really don't. I want to see him make the decisions, pick the correct holes, 
um, make you know the correct cuts, not just dance around, move around. If he needs to run over someone, run over him. If he needs to cut and juke, then cut and juke. As long as long as you do those things, then I'm I'm going to be happy going forward with him. Frank Reich was on Rich Eisen, I think, yesterday, the day before, talked about he was excited about Taylor, you know, but, you know, what is he going to do? Come out and say how bad Taylor has been and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but he, Rich, uh, he did tell Rich Eisen the same kind of things that we've all been kind of seeing from him, that he's been making more better decisions and he's doing the things that are right. So that does sort of formulate to what we've been talking about, but. You know, in the end, here it is. Here, here's your final exam, JT. Can you pass or not pass? There you go. Yeah. So, <clears throat> gonna see. We we mentioned this, I think, last week, where it doesn't matter so much what he does, and you brought it up again, but how he does it, as I guess, um, is uh, what what we're looking for in this one. So let's go ahead and move on to Chicago and Jacksonville. Chicago is seven and seven. The Jags are one and thirteen. It's a forty-seven point over/under. The Bears are seven and a half point favorites. Evan and I are both choosing the Bears in our survival poll, which means if they win, we will be going all the way through to Week Seventeen, which is absolutely insane in the survival poll. Um, that is insane. I think the yeah. hardest I've ever gotten was like Week Fifteen. So congratulations. That's that's pretty pretty insane to do. Hard to do. It's insane. It we had to turn on playoffs. It helps it following the Jets and Jags around has just born such fruit. Yeah, strategically falling around the Jets and Jags. But last week I couldn't play the Rams for some reason. I forget when I'd played the Rams. Um, so uh, I think that was when I was also following the Giants around maybe before they got hot. But uh, yeah. Um, Is it, it uh, single elimination or double elimination? Single. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, single. there's a reason why they made double elimination eliminators because it's it's hard to go through all season without losing. Yeah, these Jags, they're one victory. They wiped out a third of the football absurdity eliminator because they picked the uh, the Colts. So that be that actually would be a fitting end if the Jags end up two and fourteen and they wipe out a third of it at the beginning and two thirds of it at the end. So, <laughs> all right, let's get into this game though. Um, injuries. Uh, Cordero Patterson did not practice this week with a knee injury that he left the game early last weekend for. Not really relevant. Um, it just means more for David Montgomery, which I don't think anybody would really argue with at this point, unless you're playing against David Montgomery. Uh, the big story in this one for injuries is. James Robinson, a rookie running back who's like the big hot rookie running back this year, uh, he is going to rest in practice this week with an angle, ankle issue. And um, head coach uh, uh, Doug Marone, I completely lost track of the Jags head coach. Sure, sounds good. Yeah, Doug Marone said that like it doesn't matter. It's not going to be the head coach there next year. Right. Um, <laughs> said that um, he is un- his status is completely unknown for Sunday right now. So keep an eye on that. Um, we'll see. It's going to be a tough run defense, but it's it's you know James Robinson. Uh, I mean, he kind of let us down last week, but at the same time, you know, he did get hurt. So we'll see how that goes. Um, he still finishes an RB twenty four, even yeah. If, so. Being hurt and finishing as RB24, the dude is awesome. Well, at least this year. I'm kind of worried going into the future with him. But, yeah, this year he's been pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, and then another thing, they wouldn't name the Jags wouldn't name the starting quarterback like it's going to make a difference. (laughs) Oh, that trickery is how you win championships with your one in 14 team. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's right. So um, in this one, um, Evan, you want to know about, you know, you want to look at James Robinson or the Jags packing it up. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, come on, Jags. You, you, you secured the first seed. You did it. Congratulations. Now, they should just rest Robinson. And so, and if they rest Robinson, what are, what are, you, are they even a football team? I mean, DJ Chark hasn't had a pulse in five weeks. You know, they, 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 uh, they're, they're, they're keeping their quarterback choice under wraps. And I, I constantly forget who their second quarterback is even. So yeah, what is, is this going to be a football game or is this just going to be the bears kind of walk it in and then everyone just hopefully it ends in under two and a half hours and the Jags go home. Yeah. Hopefully it's one of those, uh, Jags go home games, you know, just, just, uh, get in, get out, get it over with. Um, but along the way, Mike, you want to know if Mitchell Trubisky can return starting quarterback value, top 12. Yeah, but before I get into Mitch, um, the Jags haven't secured it yet, right? No, they haven't secured it yet. Um, if they, Because if they win, right now they're in the driver's seat. If they win, they right. the Jets lose. Right, locked it up wasn't the best way to say that. They are currently, if the season were to end today, the number one pick. They're in the driver's okay. seat. Gotcha. If you could call it that. Um, yeah, right. Um, as far as Mitchell Trubisky troops goes, yeah, I, I really think a bottom, the, the very least you're going to get at Trubisky is a top 24 as in being, you know, 24th, but I I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice and say, he's going to finish higher than that. I, I think he's going to finish much higher than that. Uh, he's played surprisingly well over the last four games, regaining his starting job. Uh, now he's got the Jaguars. And as we're talking about Jaguars are right now in the driver's seat for the worst team in the NFL. Uh, we won't mention who they beat. Uh, and <laughs> they, they've allowed eight quarterbacks. Jaguars have allowed eight quarterbacks in a row to score at least 20 fantasy points. They ranked the 31st worst against quarterbacks and allowing fantasy points. And Trubisky has at least 24 fantasy points in two of his past four outings as well. So I, I think, the Bears' offense isn't the greatest offense, and that uh, that should keep the game surprisingly close. It's not going to be a blowout. So since it's not going to be a blowout, that means Trubisky is going to be passing the ball quite a bit and you know doing his normal things. They're not just going to put him in the backseat and go, okay, let's just run the ball and run out the clock. I, I do believe he's going to finish at least top 15, if not top 12. Yeah, I'm banking on that. I'm hoping for that. Uh, in the two quarterback league, uh, football absurdity league. So fingers crossed that he leads me to a championship, which means I will have won a championship with Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky. Just two real, uh, two real punching bags. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I really hope it happens. I hope I beat you fake plastic tea, Carl. I hope I beat you buddy. So, all right. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next one. The Giants and the Baltimore Ravens. Giants are five and nine. Ravens are nine and five. Forty-five point over under. Baltimore eleven point favorites. I found out the craziest thing yesterday. Baltimore uh, does not control their own destiny. I believe is what I heard. The Dolph- If the Dolphins went out, they take the Ravens spot, which is crazy to think about. But it makes sense with all their struggles this year. Yeah, they they sort of. I think yeah, Dolphins are head. They're both what seven in. Or eight and five or something like that. Uh, let's see. Baltimore is nine and five, and the Dolphins. I'm stalling to find where they were on the spreadsheet. Uh, Dolphins are also nine and five. 
There you go. Thank you, Evan. Yeah. So they're both nine and five, and because of tiebreakers, yeah, they don't hold. They don't control their own destiny, which is wild to think about. I'm hoping they lose. I don't know what. That'd be interesting to see if the Colts and Dolphins end up with the same record. And the reason why I'm saying that is because the Ravens beat the Colts earlier this year. So I don't know who that tiebreaker would be between the Colts and the Dolphins. And Colts, I think, are seventh right now, in which is kind of insane since they're ten and four. 10 and five, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that, how that plays out. Um, very interesting uh, season ending things to watch uh, uh, from a real football perspective, but Evan, you want to know in this one, Oh, sorry. Injuries. Uh, Tyler Boyd has a concussion. He got a nasty hit on Monday night football. Um, he did not practice Wednesday. I wouldn't count on having him in this one. Joe Mixon with a foot issue is out for Sunday. Uh, he, uh, I don't trust the Bengals with injured people anymore because they did the same thing with AJ Green last year. Where they're like, one more week, one more week, one more week, one more week. But uh, nope, sorry, we ran out of weeks. Season's over. Uh, Duke Johnson uh, did not practice on Wednesday with a neck issue. Um, Kiki QT was limited on Wednesday with a foot issue. Um, he and Chad Hansen have been trading off good games since Will Fuller went out. But in this one, uh, Evan, you want to know if Hollywood uh, will emerge victorious. He's had a dozen or more points uh, the last four weeks. This is the Hollywood we drafted and we're high on. Is this is he going to finish out strong and be a, a good third or fourth round pick next year? Or was that middle of the season where he didn't score higher than 7.7 points? Is that what we're going to see at the end here? It's really going to swing how people value him in drafts in 2021. Yeah, so uh, we'll see on the, on the way out the door how um... – Marquise, Marquise Hollywood Brown uh, handles this one. And Mike, you want to look at uh, Marquise Brown's uh, teammate, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I think Dobbins definitely should be considered a number two fantasy running back in all formats. Uh, he scored in three games in a row, has at least 70 yards rushing in two of those three outings. The one thing that he's not involved in is the passing game. Um, he just has two catches in three games over over the um, over that span. Um, Dobbins has five games with double digit carries, and he scored at least 12 PPR points in four of those. He also has been the top 24 running back for the last three weeks, finishing as a top five play, I think, against the Jags, just because that off that you know that defense is just horrible all the way around. Uh, the one thing that I don't trust, and I think it's kind of a multiple tier thing that I don't trust, is the Ravens rushing game just by itself. Edwards can come into play. Ingram can come into play. And, of course, you have Lamar Jackson. I think there's a lot of positives here for J.K. Dobbins, but there's also many negatives. I think you can roll with it, but don't be surprised to see minimal output to what you think his ceiling could be in this game. Yeah, so um, this is another guy that um, it'll be interesting to see where he slots into drafts for next year. With uh, like you said, he's been coming on a lot lately, Mike. So definitely interested interested to see how J.K. Dobbins uh, finishes off the fantasy playoffs. And uh, let's go ahead and I just realized I did the injuries for the next game, Cincinnati and Houston. Uh, boy, okay, um, injuries in the actual Giants and Baltimore game. I'm surprised when you guys didn't catch that. Uh, now I can tell you guys aren't listening to me. Uh, in the <laughs> Giants-Baltimore game. Did you Danny, hear something, Mike? 
Danny Dimes practice. I'll let you shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Danny Dimes practice Wednesday, and James Bradbury is off of COVID IR. So on to Cincinnati and Houston. And in this one, uh, let's see. Um, like I guess Tyler Boyd has a concussion. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, Joe Mixon is out for Sunday with a foot issue. Did you hear about this? Uh, Duke Johnson did not practice with a neck injury. Kiki QT, foot issue limited on Wednesday. You guys hear about all this recently? Maybe talking about Giants in Baltimore. Cincinnati, 3-10-1. Houston, 4-10. and A couple teams just waiting to go home in this one. 46-point over-under. Houston, 8-point favorites. And, Mike, you want to know if Brandon Cooks could be a top 24 wide receiver. And that's been a struggle for him lately. I, right? I, I, Has- I do. Is, it, is that what I wrote? Brandon uh, Cooks? Yes. Brandon Cooks is a top 24. <laughs> um, what I, did you want to talk about instead? Um, somehow I, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, I missed that. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't cover it. All right. I can talk about Brandon Cooks. So Brandon, yeah, this, talk about Brandon Cooks. this is something I've been looking at lately. So uh, one of the things that uh, I guess I got into a lot of arguments about this year is Will Fuller versus Brandon Cooks. And um, I'm going to take an asterisk on the Will Fuller victory because he did it with PEDs. But uh, Will Fuller last played in week 12 and going between week one and week 12, uh, Brandon Cooks was on a 1000 yard pace. He was averaging uh, f- uh, about five catches for 65 yards and scored four touchdowns in 11 games. So he was doing all right for your wide receiver three numbers. But in the last uh, he missed a game in the middle. So he's played the Colts twice since then. And he's kind of dropped off a little bit, 65, 59, not too much, but he hasn't really been scoring touchdowns. He hasn't scored a touchdown since November 8th. And a lot of that, I think, has to go with Kiki QT, Chad Hansen really coming on lately. So, um, you know, I would actually be very interested to see if Brandon Cooks can finish top 24 because he can finally um, I can finally feel good about what I said about him because he's just been kind of meh. He hasn't stepped up without Will Fuller. Um, definitely two bad matchups probably play into it. He's got two good matchups to end the year. So maybe um, we will have a different taste in our mouth uh, going into 2021 with Brandon Cooks. And how is that for some stuff I just made up off the top of my head? <laughs> it was much better than what, what I was going to have. I was just probably going to say, can Brandon Cooks cook? Um, <laughs> since that's the new term for everything now. Um, yeah. Let Brandon cook. Yeah, let Brandon cook. Which, by the way, I did I say it? Um, uh uh, the 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 Seahawks deserve Russell Wilson kind of struggling down the stretch for saying let Russ cook and not saying establish the Russ. Yes, exactly. Because come on, guys, Seahawks Twitter, get it together. I know you think putting a, a Russell Wilson jersey on Baby Yoda is the funniest thing in the history of the universe, but get it together, guys. Russell come Wilson's on. Russell Wilson's struggles uh, started the week he tried to file trademark for let Russ cook. There you go. That's the problem is the the man doesn't want to let Russ cook. But Evan is I just noticed your your question for the next game says, is is somebody going to cook? So I just laughed a little bit. Uh, But in this game, you you want to know if Giovanni Bernard will finally realize that Joe Mixon or did he finally realize that? Joe Mixon is like in the discord, ever since Mixon went down, people were like, can I start Bernard? And we're like, this isn't the usual a backup assumes the starting role. And we were right for like five straight weeks. Uh, and then he went and scored week 15 more points than the previous four weeks combined. So I'm like, oh, maybe Giovanni Bernard figured it out. Is it going to be a, a great 
a great finish here? What's going on? Or is it going to be the 22-point game you had week 15, or is it going to be the not 22-point game you had weeks 10 through 14? Yeah, so we'll see. It's a a, a good matchup, and um, he took advantage of what was actually a bad matchup last week with the uh, the Steelers. So he might, you know, he might pop off here in this game, and it'll be interesting to see. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's move to the one o'clock games. Uh, we've been booking right along. Denver and the Chargers both are five and nine. Uh, this is a one o five start on Sunday. Forty eight and a half point over under. Chargers are three-point favorites in this one. And uh, Philip Lindsay's dealing with a hip issue. He did not practice on Wednesday. That's something to monitor. But I don't think you can start Philip Lindsay basically anywhere at this point. Um, it's basically a how many carries is he going to steal from Melvin Gordon at this point? Hunter Henry missed practice this week with illness. So that's definitely something to monitor because he's somebody that you would be starting. I had to sit up and take notice in one of my leagues that I'm in the finals in because I have Hunter Henry at tight end. Um, and Keenan Allen did not practice on both Tuesday and Wednesday with a hamstring issue, which is also definitely a thing to monitor given his, uh, role in, um, a lot of fantasy lineups this year. And Evan, you know how we were just talking about how lit blank cook is a stupid phrase that only idiots would use. And it's a stupid thing. Anyways, Evan, your question is, are they going to let, uh, Drew Locke cook? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I was digging into local Colorado media and it turns out two weeks ago, they told Drew Luck, "Look, you gotta rein it in. You gotta stop doing these uh, these long passes. You gotta you gotta stop stop you know just yoloing pretty much all as as your philosophy." And hey, that week they beat Carolina 32-27, and all was saved, and Drew Lock was fixed, and it turns out John Elway can pick a quarterback. Except then in week 15 they lost 48 to 19 to Buffalo, where he uh, threw no interceptions. Uh, but only had one touchdown. So I'm wondering if they're just going to be like, forget it, man. We're probably moving on. Who knows? Let it go. Let's see what you got. Let her rip against the Chargers' mediocre pass defense. Let her rip against the Vegas mediocre pass defense. Just what are you doing at this point that you're trying to revise your quarterback uh, uh, 15, 13 games into a lost season? So I'm watching to see if they'll, they'll let him bomb it out again. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Drew Locke has been very inconsistent, and at this point, we don't know what what his future is with with Denver. And uh, given the cavalcade of suck that uh, John Elway has trotted through there um, since uh, Peyton Manning left, and let's be clear here, Peyton Manning's last year is included in that caval- cavalcade of suck. Might cover your ears. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It wasn't with the Colts, so you can uh, you can yes. say see, see what happens when you leave the loving embrace of the of the horseshoe. Um, but Mike, you want to know if Justin Herbert can be top twelve? Something that's been a little difficult for him this uh, lately. Yeah, I mean the three weeks prior to the Raiders matchup, he was scoring just nineteen fantasy points or less, and then of course the Raiders show up and everything turns out to be rosy because that's what the Raiders do. They make your quarterback look good when he's struggling. Um, Unless it's Derek Carr. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) They they can't make their own quarterback look good. Yeah. Then, then they make the backup quarterback look good. Uh, So, you know, uh, he played well um, against the Raiders. He didn't even have Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. And those two will be back this week. Uh, And, but the, the Broncos, are really good unless they're facing Josh Allen for some reason. And But if you look back at week eight against Denver, Herbert – thank you, Andrew, for informing me on that. Um, Herbert had uh, 27 points um, against Denver in week eight, and uh, 
The Broncos have allowed three quarterbacks in a row to score at least 20 fantasy points. So I really feel, yeah, they, they've just fallen apart. Um, so I feel good about it. I think most of it's just because they've had some injuries in the secondary and things like that. And, uh, so roll with Justin Herbert, I think, uh, especially at home where he feels, you know, most, like most rookies, very comfortable. He's averaged, uh, nearly 24 points at home, fantasy points at home in the seven games he's played in Los Angeles. So I think the Raiders sort of gave him the boots back to his normal, to what he was doing as a rookie. And I think he's going to continue that against Denver. All right. Yeah. It's, um, that's a, a, a good matchup for him to take advantage of. So uh, before we move on to the next game, I just reloaded Rotor World. I just want to give some updates on some news items we've already talked about. Uh, San Jose Mercury News reports, quote, all signs point towards George Kittle, Kittle returning for Saturday's game. So that's crazy. Um, you have to they have to announce by Friday afternoon if he's going to be activated from IR. So we'll have an answer one way or the other. Um, if he's going to be playing on Saturday, um, another thing, uh, James Conner is practicing in full, uh, Eric Ebron also practicing in full and Tyree kill is back in chiefs practice. So I figured we figured it was a uh, precautionary thing that seems to be the case. And the reason I reloaded, uh, Roto world was cause I wanted to see if there was an update on this guy, Carolina and Washington. Uh, this is a, uh, 44 and a half point over under Washington team football. They are back to being Washington team football for reasons we'll get into in a sec. Four and 10 are the Panthers. Six and eight are Washington team football. And the guy I was checking in on was Christian McCaffrey. And if you're hoping for Christian McCaffrey this weekend, the quote that uh, Matt Rule gave is not encouraging. So he hasn't officially been ruled out for this weekend. But Matt Rule said that he was unsure if Christian McCaffrey will play in week 17. So that's, that's come on. Why did they do it to bed? Yeah, Why, it's put, that thing you pointed out earlier where AJ Green and Joe Mixon are like, he just needs one more week. He just needs one more week. Whoops, no more weeks. Why do they do that? Yeah, I, it's, it's you know, it's the player wants to play. I, I think this is a situation where they, the player wants to play, the coach wants the player to play, but the injury is keeping the coach and the player from, from getting what they want. And it's a situation where they're like, okay, let's just give it one more week and see what happens. Let's just give it one more week and see what happens. And, and you know, I think that's what happened with Mixon and McCaffrey. So it it sucks for the for you know for fantasy purposes and and you know for betting purposes and all that stuff but you know for the player and the coach it's like you know it there's there's something to be said about holding out hope till the last minute you know but I agree it sucks <laughs> um, on the other side Terry McLaurin did not practice on Wednesday with an ankle issue that's something to monitor and the reason the Washington team football moniker is back is. Dwayne Haskins broke COVID protocol to go to a strip club. Good for Dwayne Haskins. He's been fined $40,000 and uh, he might get suspended. Uh, He just, uh, I hate to be the guy who says somebody doesn't get it, but he just doesn't get it. Um, Alex Smith was participating in individual drills. So we'll see. Evan is tickled pink by this situation. Coincidentally, also the name of the strip club he went to. I I, I think that, um, what what I'm sort of confused by in this whole thing is why why in one of the things they did was take away his captainship. Why why is this guy a captain? Yeah, I mean, why was he captain? <laughs> There's no reason that Dwayne Haskins of all people should be captain. Oh my god, they're so the team footballs. Yeah, the Washington team football is back. So every every new detail about this is like why why what why what. 
yeah, Mike, I heard the team captain thing too, and I had the same reaction. I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, he was team captain. <laughs> what? I mean, uh, yeah, WTF? He's he's definitely the team captain. He's the third quarterback in that room that I would choose to be team captain. I would Alex Smith <laughs> yeah, be exactly. captain. Will Greer just by default goes above um, uh, Dwayne Haskins. You know, it's it's. Uh, it's insane. Chase. Uh, well, yeah, that would be a defensive captain. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense unless it's a Ron Rivera thing. Like the the quarterback is the lead is the leader of the offense. Therefore, he is the captain. You know, it might be one of those situations. But it's so stupid. But let's get back to football, uh, fantasy football. Mike, you want to know if uh, J.D. McKissick could return top twenty four value? And I'm realizing now I did not see any updates on Antonio Gibson. So while you're talking about that, let me double check on this Antonio Gibson stuff. Okay, and. I like I like McKissick regardless of the Gibson role. I, I think mm-hmm. that that he should be the starter in lineups regardless if Gibson is in or out. Uh, at the very least, um, if Gibson does start, McKissick goes as an auto flex. Um, hopefully, Alex Smith can return um, because McKissick has scored at least 17 PPR points in two of his past three games. Uh, Carolina is among um, the league leaders in receptions allowed to running backs with 82 and eight running backs have have at least four catches against the Panthers this year. And that kind of makes him a solidified as a flex option just because they allow so many receptions to running backs. And I, I do see McKissick catching a lot of balls against this team. Um, Carolina has gotten a bad rap against their rushing defense with their rushing defense, but they, they really short things up. Um, they're now only 17th in fantasy points, fantasy points allowed to running backs. But I think there's plenty of room for McKissick to score points, regardless if Gibson comes back or not. And, um, you can McKiss the points. Yeah, that's the, the Carolina Panthers defense thing. That's something that I've noticed too, is lately, uh, you know, they were, a target at the beginning of the year, you know, you found guys going up against Carolina and they've, they've, they've locked it up uh, over the second half of the year. So definitely something to uh, keep in mind, but I love that sad about JD McKissick and the Panthers uh, uh, receiving to running backs. That's a great, that's a great thing to think about because uh, it's not just rushing the football, you know, that running backs do it's catching the ball out of the backfield, you know, it's lining up in the slot. It's all this stuff. And some teams can do one thing really well, but not the other thing. And, and, uh, the Antonio Gibson news I found is that he practiced on Thursday. Um, this just came out actually since we've been recording. So that's, that's, uh, good that I, that, uh, I got into it now. He practiced on Thursday. He was in individual drills and he was limited. Um, it doesn't look like he's likely to return for this weekend, which means more for JD McKissick. So, um, love it as a, somebody who has JD McKissick in the football absurdity, uh, writers league, which remind me, uh, I think I'm the only one in this podcast in the finals. I, I think that's right. Anyways, Evan, uh, I beat you last week, so why don't you talk about DJ Moore if he's trustable this week? Just like, I just wanted to throw this one out there because multiple people have come into our Discord where we give fantasy advice, and they wanted to know who, whom they should start at wide receiver, and they'll list people, they'll list people, and they'll throw in more. And, like, here, here are some people they asked, should I start, which, of these, which one of these should I start, Moore or Cooks or Gage or Hilton? And it's like... Why? And every time I ask them, why aren't you just auto putting in DJ Moore? They go, well, I don't know if I can trust him. And so I, I look, I look at the schedule, and he's had under seven fantasy points in one game. 
all year. Really? So, Half yeah. PPR? Yeah. 6.9. Wow. Well, I'm rounding up. He had a 6.9. So he had a- Evan, 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 <laughs> Evan. That is unacceptable. Yeah, he said under 6.9. This is about ethics in fantasy journalism. He said under 6.9 fantasy points once all year. I'm wondering if they saw the zero from two weeks ago when he was on the COVID list and don't realize he's on the COVID list. So I'm watching DJ Moore so I can be like, look, people, just forget about this guy. Forget about benching him. This is what this is your this is what you do. Yeah, it's it's you know uh, week sixteen. Uh, it'll very, be very interesting to see how it shakes out in twenty twenty one drafts with Robbie Anderson doing well, Curtis Samuel coming on at points, DJ Moore doing you know there's a there's a lot there and um, it's very interesting to see uh, how that will play out for for next season. Um, it could be a situation where it's uh you know like uh, the Rams a couple of years ago where it was Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but in a much lower level, um, you know, tier. So, all right, let's talk about an NFC East matchup with playoff implications. Two teams with nine combined wins in week 16, Philadelphia four, nine and one Dallas five and nine. God, this division is terrible. It's a 125 start, 49 and a half point over under. Eagles are two and a half point favorites. Djax is designated as return from IR. I do not care. Hertz is starting in week 16 because Doug Peterson is not suicidal. Um, Ezekiel Elliott uh, is, quote, on track according to him. So if you see that he's on track, that's according to Ezekiel Elliott (laughs) (laughs) to play in week 16. Uh, Gallup has a hit pointer and his availability is currently unknown. And Mike, hair watch. Ezekiel Elliott is currently running back 11 in PPR scoring. So if he comes, you're rooting for for Zeke to rest the rest of the year. So you can have a nice uh, haircut from this decade. That's the plan. And so Evan, you are looking for a plan of commitment from Dallas Goddard, or as you called him, boyfriends. Yeah, my, my boyfriend. I I feel like I've been there for him all season. I, I held him during the weeks he was injured. Then we had a slow start. I said, people, don't worry. And then he had that those two weeks where he had over 16 points. One week he finishes the top tight end. And then he had uh, seven targets, uh, six targets, and eight targets in the last three weeks, which is great. But what's not great is, like last week, he had 39 yards on four catches and dropped a, a difficult-to-catch but still Goddard-able touchdown. You know, it's, it's the finals. I've been there for you. It's time for you to show me how much you appreciate my efforts or i might have to you know leave you for josh allen hey no 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 josh allen's spoken for buddy oh okay sorry sorry didn't yeah. mean to start in there I, I like josh rosen nobody likes josh rosen tony pollard is he a top 24 running back this week and if he does if ezekiel elliott plays is he a top 15 running back so i guess you got some stats here about the philadelphia run defense yeah uh i I, I'm hedging a little bit just because if EE does come back, of course, that's going to force limited volume from Pollard. But Pollard is another backup running back, just like J.D. McKissick is, uh, that I like this week. And um, I think even if EE does play, I, I, you have to put Pollard as an auto flex. Uh, Pollard is top 10 um, and has been an RB17 and an RB1 in two consecutive weeks. That's right. Last week he finished as an RB1. 
Uh, as mentioned in many of our podcasts, he's looked much more explosive than Elliott for most of the season. And the Eagles have allowed a running back to score or gain at least 100 total yards in six games in a row. Uh, they, yeah, as, as much as Carolina has sort of shored up their defense, the Eagles have fallen apart. And um, the, even though they're the 10th, they allow the 10th fewest points to running backs, I think that's more of a mirage considering that they've just been blown up in the last six games. So they were really, really good for most of the season, but lately they've just fallen apart. So that's that's more of a stat that lies kind of thing. And roll with Tony Pollard, definitely of a starter if EE comes back. But if if EE does come back, um, roll a starter. If he doesn't come back, if EE does come back, then he's definitely a flex for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good situation no matter no matter who's back there. And um, so if Ezekiel Elliott does play, how comfortable are you playing Tony Pollard? I'm I very think, comfortable as a flex. I as don't a flex. Think, yeah, if there's no flex option for you, then I think they both just sort of cannibalize each other. Yeah, I think that's the question a lot of people are asking. If they're like me and they have Tony Pollard on their team, they're like. Well, now what? Because it wasn't a guy that we relied on all year. It's like, well, well, now what do I do? <laughs> You're just kind of like, uh, well, Zeke plays. So, yeah, as a flex, I think that, that he's a he's a pretty decent option as a flex. So let's go ahead and let's talk about the last 125 game of the season that we will talk about. The Rams and Seahawks. Rams 9 and 5. Seahawks 10 and 4. 47 and a half point over under. Seahawks 1 and a half point favorites, uh, which is Less than the Jets beat the Rams by last weekend. Just would like to point that out. Cam Akers will not be playing with an ankle sprain that he sustained in the game, and then he came back. So that's crazy. He he got hurt, and he was ruled out on Tuesday after hurting this hurting this ankle and playing through it. So big grit, big big ups to my boy Cam Akers. Uh, DJ Dallas suffered a grade three ankle sprain with. Which, if you go on Roto World and look, it just said Rashad Penny got it, even though it was DJ Dallas, just because I guess they were just like muscle memory. They're like, oh, a Seahawks running back has a leg injury. It must be Rashad Penny. But Rashad Penny is back. He played last week, so he'll probably take a few touches from Chris Carson. Not enough that it's going to be actionable about, unless you're getting real galaxy-brained about this. So, Mike, you want to know if, we mentioned earlier, Russell Wilson's been struggling lately. You want to know if he'll be a full-on fantasy bust this weekend. If he will lose people championships. Yeah, I, I, I say you don't even play him, honestly. Oh. Where's he, uh, where would you put him, like uh, 15 this week? I might even put him less than that. Wow. Well, remember the last time you did this to a quarterback? He I leads did. the league in passing touchdowns. So. Yeah, and just it just <laughs> blew up in my face. Um, so, eh, but I, I, I'm pretty secure about this one. It, it's hard to say to bench Russell Wilson. It really is, but I think what makes this – just just makes it go down smoother is the fact that he's playing the Rams. And Rams just allow 14 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, which is the hardest team to score on for quarterbacks, fantasy points to score on. They just don't don't allow quarterbacks to score. Uh, we were talking about Tyler being ineffective, Tyler Lockett being ineffective, but you know, maybe this points more to Russell Wilson. And since week 10, he has been awful uh week 10 year ago we're going to run down these numbers for you really quick week 10 qb 14 week 11 qb 14 week 12 qb 20 week 13 qb 20 week 14 Jeez. against the niners he bounced back but he was only a qb 9 
And then last week, a QB 28. Um, it, <laughs> you know, we talk about cutting, cutting and bombing somebody and laying a trap. Maybe this is it. Maybe for your fantasy, you cut Russell Wilson if time allows. And someone says, oh, Russell Wilson, Merry Christmas to me. Puts him in the starting lineup, and he just completely just lays an egg, uh, especially against the Rams. There are several, several um, uh, quarterbacks, uh, streaming quarterbacks that I would go with over Russell Wilson. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Phillip Rivers, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, Teddy Bridgewater, any of them will outperform Russell Wilson this week. Wow. 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 All right. That's a, that's a huge, huge, uh, bomb to drop. It's, uh, Mike took my, uh, drop DJ Chark bomb and was like, all right, so that is, uh, you know, little man and fat boy. And I'm going to drop the Sar Bomba, which is the largest nuclear weapon ever dropped. Love so that movie. Have you seen that movie? I have <laughs> not. Is it called Sar Bomba? No, it's called fat man and little boy. Oh, fat man and little boy. Okay. I got to check it out. Yeah, it's great. You'll love it. All right. I'm getting into movie watching season again because uh, football season's almost done. Anyways, I'll check that out. Uh, Evan, you want to know if the Rams defense is going to have a bounce back this week against the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL? Yeah, this ties into what Mike was saying. Uh, people, I, people, Rams put up one stinker. Okay, listeners, one stinker. Okay, that happens with especially with a fantasy defense, and and you bail. Second most dropped defense last week. Second most dropped defense. This is a defense that put up double digits in four of their last five and five of their last seven games. Double digits, eleven or more. This team is still even after last week the fourth highest scoring fantasy defense, and they get a Seattle team who people think is going to be the, the industry. The industry has has bailed on them. Fantasy Pros has them outside the top 12. Yahoo has them the 18th ranked defense. People, they get a Seattle defense they get a Seattle offense that's not what they were at the beginning of the season. They get a Seattle offense. They get a Russell Westbrook or even Wilson. Russell Wilson, that's the sport we're playing. They get a Russell, Russell Wilson. Westbrook. They get a Russell Wilson who they sacked six times last time they faced them. They intercepted him twice. That wasn't that long ago. That was week 10, November 15th. I remember the game. That's how recent it was. This is start them. People, don't don't do this to yourself in the championship. If the Rams are on your team and they got you there, start them. All right. There you go. Russell Westbrook might have a better passing arm than Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. Uh, NBA's back, boys. Guys, guess what? The Kings are going to be undefeated on Christmas. What a world. What a time to be alive. Because they played one game and they won in the very last second. All right. So let's talk about Sunday night football. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Green Bay Packers, Tennessee 10 and 4, Green Bay 11 and 3, 56 point over under, Green Bay 3.5 point favorites in this one. There is no notable injury for the Tennessee Titans. So what I'm going to do instead is uh, after I give the Green Bay side, we will have 2K watch from Derrick Henry. So uh, Jamal Williams had a quad issue and he did not practice on Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. This is what drove him from the game last Saturday. Looking like he's trending towards not playing, which means we'll get a good look at A.J. Dillon. So 2K watch. Last week, De- uh, Derrick Henry uh, had 147 yards which brings him up to 1,679 yards for this season. So for him to reach 2,000, he needs to get 321 rushing yards over the next two games. 
So if he gets over 160, he's gotten closer to that goal. If he gets under 160, he's gotten further. It's become more difficult. He does get Green Bay. He does get Houston. So that's what I'm excited for in this one is uh, uh, Derek Henry 2K watch. And I think that, Evan, that's what your question is about who will win the battle of the unstoppable object versus the tissue-thin force. Yeah, you've got Green Bay's all-nowhere run defense against the best running back in the league. Derrick Henry and Yahoo is projected to outscore 25% of quarterbacks this week. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to and and, you know, it's towards the end of the year when I don't have to watch for, you know, sleepers. I don't have to watch for strugglers. I can just watch for pleasure. And I think this is what I'm going to enjoy the most is just watching a, a, a freak of nature in his top physical form perform just a monster game. I'm just going to enjoy watching Derrick Henry run all over Green Bay. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's one of those things where you're just like, oh no, like I, I tweeted out two weeks ago, I said, oh no, you poor souls playing Derrick Henry in the playoffs because it's going to be a monster. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a monstrous game this week. So Mike, you want to know, um, if Ryan Tannehill is a sneaky top 12. Yeah. And as I pointed out, Ryan Tannehill was one of the quarterbacks that I picked that would outperform Russell Wilson, even though the Packers are ranked fourth best in allowing um, points to quarterbacks. They just give up 18 points per game. Uh, three three quarterbacks in a row have scored just 16 points or fewer against them. But I think that's the end of the streak. I am riding with Tannehill this week as a top 12 option. He's averaging 28 points per game in the last five contests. And he could be chasing points if Packers get out to a strong lead, which is possible. Uh, I mean, it is a risk for sure against this Packers defense. But championships are won by taking gambles yeah i think ryan Tannehill is gonna i think he's he's uh, he's good he's good i think he's good i think it'll be good good i don't know good top 10 print the shirts baby all right let's get into the last game of the week buffalo and new england buffalo 11 and 3 new england 6 and 8 this is monday night football 46 and a half point over under buffalo seven point favorites Stefan Diggs returned to practice Wednesday, which is a huge exhale. He was dealing with a foot issue. Doesn't look like something we have to worry about lingering all weekend. You know, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Because we, we got to worry about four different days worth of injuries. So it'll be a nightmare to, you know, have to, you know, you miss out on starts on Friday or Saturday. And then Sunday evening, he gets ruled out. And you're just like, oh, great. If that happens, though, go get Gabe Davis. There's a there's a decent pivot in this game for that. Um Stephen Gilmore injured his quad, so he is out for the year. He needs surgery. Um, so in this one, Mike, this is your last question of 2020. Is <laughs> Zach Moss a sneaky top 20 running back this week? Yeah, I, my last question is something I've been torturing myself with pretty much. No, Zach Moss <laughs> has been torturing us with this. Yeah, that that's probably a better way of putting it. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I just don't think he's all that talented, but there's just a calling. There's just something that keeps calling me back to ask this question. I swore myself off like three times about Zach Moss and just like, no, I will not ask this question anymore because it is what it is. I think that's my last statement a couple weeks ago. It is what it is, but it never is what it is. Um, and he gets the Patriots this week. And Patriots have allowed back-to-back 100-yard games. Acres, Cam Acres did it. Kickers and Salvin Almed. I love Kickers. Um, Salvin Almed uh, did it. Uh, a guy that was drafted with 
seventh round, I think. Or was he? I, I think you said he was uh, undrafted, right, by the 49ers? Who was uh, this? Sorry. Selvin Ahmed. Yeah, he was a UDFA for the 49ers. Um, and so he did it against the Patriots last week. Uh, the Patriots are pretty much done this season. They're not going to make the playoffs. That, that team what? is. What? Yeah, shockingly enough, I think since 19, I don't know, what, 1845 was the last time <laughs> the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. And they're just self-imploding. They, they they just look really bad on the field. And Moss has had 14 carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns against him in week eight. So there is a chance for repeat performance. He's seen 13 carries in back-to-back contests. You know, I, I do believe one of the things, even though it always is what it is, I, I do believe in Buffalo, the, the coaches really want Moss to take the ring, reins from Singletary. Uh, and that that will happen this week. Probably won't, but I'm saying it will. Um, making him a flex spot candidate with top 20 upside. He has definitely a great chance to do so. I, pretty much a top 24 if he falls into the end zone. Uh, but I, I'm I'm really glad to put this topic away for this season, at least. Fun fact, the only reason why the Patriots didn't make the playoffs in 1845 is because they were called away to serve in the Mexican-American War. Did you That's have right. to look up what war we were fighting in 1845? I remember, I, I, I actually knew that we fought one, but I remembered a Spanish-American. I flipped the dates on those. Oh, yeah. You can pretty much... History here. Hey, uh, Evan... The Mexican-American War didn't start till 1846. Right, but they had to travel down there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it takes a while. It takes a while. Yeah, all those or, horses. Are you thinking maybe they w- went down to Texas to defend uh, the, the Texans against their annexation from Mexico? Because that was in yes. 1845. Yes, the Houston Texans joined in. That's right. I thought right. that was an annexation of Puerto Rico. Well, that's the greatest play in the history of football. All right. Uh, here, while we're talking about this... Uh, couple things. One, Mike's movie they recommended, Fat Man and Little Boy, is on Amazon Prime Streaming. I've already added it to my list. Oui. Two, if you want to learn more about the Mexican-American War, the actual annexation of Puerto Rico, I definitely recommend How to Hide an Empire. Um, what One thing I've been doing is while I watch game tape is uh, I've been listening to history books, and or I've been listening to audiobooks. Daniel Immerwar, great book, How to Hide a History, A History of the Greater United States. That's been Book Corner. All right, Evan, it's time for your last question of the year, which is, does New England's injured defense make Josh Allen a league winner? Well, since it's my last question of the year, I'm going to take one more chance to batter around whomever is writing whoever is writing these matchup ratings on Yahoo because they checked out before the season started and they never checked back in. Uh, this week they write, Josh Allen, blah, 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 did really good, but has a much tougher matchup with the Patriots on Monday night in Week 16, who are third best against opposing quarterbacks this season. Yeah, guess what? It's not the beginning of the season anymore. This Patriots squad is injured up and down. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, out for season. Like, this is not the same thing. And remember, uh, last week, if you watched him last week, Josh Allen loves to prey on an injured secondary. He torched Denver's injured secondary. So, uh, yeah, start him if you got him, and he's going to win you your league. And not coincidentally, my league. <laughs> a lot of a lot of hopeful questions in this one. Um, the reason why so, the championship is because I believed in these guys. There you go. So um, so yeah, that's it for the questions for this week. Real quick before we turn to the daily fantasy, I want to talk uh, about the schedule um, for next week. 
We will be back on Tuesday in the bonus feed. We will do the normal week 16 review of what we talked about. Then on Friday in this feed, we'll be talking, uh, doing the absurdities and kind of the take roundup. Um, I, the, you know, all the stuff that we had that we marked down that I'm feeling pretty good about my take against Mike that, uh, Derek Henry is going to be a top 10 running back. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just... <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll definitely probably concede that. Yeah. Um, I conceded that like six, seven weeks ago. That's why I made the proposition of, um, what was it? I can't remember other bet because I'm like, okay, I should take advantage of this. Cause there's no way Derek Henry is not going to finish in the top 10 to offset the pizza bet so we'll, yeah, we'll exactly. be going over yeah we'll be going over that next week and we will be um talking about the absurdities as well which is our award show for the year so um then after that we'll be going to once a week one in the bonus feed patreon.com slash football absurdity three bucks a month and then one in the main feed every other week so we'll be switching off just one episode a week uh during the playoffs we'll be doing a all-in-one preview slash review of the games and uh we will go from there we have a lot of fun things that we do during the off season, a lot of uh, navel gazing and, and fart huffing and really, really thinking about the essence of fantasy football. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about DFS, Mike, and what will be the last DFS lineup of the year? Mercifully for me. Yeah. Mercifully. Uh, yeah. Jeff, two years in a row, taking up you know, the podium. At least you're lifting the podium. I'm on the podium, I, baby. I'm on the I, podium. I, I think we need to involve Waleed next year because, uh, you you need you need to not just be on the podium. You need to stand on the podium. And uh, this week or last week, week 15, I took the gold again, making four out of five weeks. Come on, guys, come on! Four out of the five weeks, I've I've won this uh, won the DFS challenge. Uh, Jeff, you took second, so that's good. That's good. Hey. And not too bad, really. Second place in what? One, two, three, four, four of the last six weeks. So definitely improvement there. Oh, and the gold. So five of the last seven weeks you've you've maintained out of third place. So maybe That's I'll right. scratch that. I'll scratch that. Well, I'll leave. You're you're welcome to join us if you want to next year. Um, but uh, as far as um, overall, um, of course I'm in first. I mean, yeah, the greatest ever um 19 1931 so 1931 points evan is second 1896 points so evan you still have a chance if i lay a goose egg you need 35 points to but jump in fact out. i came in third this week with my fifth highest score of the year that is so weird you, you, there, that is so weird um my second i also came in third with my third highest score of the year week seven <laughs> I, I think you That's need to avoid high scores Oh. Yeah, you score more. I, I, I come out ahead. All right. Uh, so. Um, and we'll yeah, just we... ignore what it, what it, what Jeff has. We, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh wow. Okay. I see how it goes. No, I'm. 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 Let's say I'm out of it. Let's just put it kindly and say I'm out of it. So, uh, Mike, you want to talk about your week 16 lineup, the last lineup we submit this year. In our last lineup. Uh, I have quarterback. I have Justin Herbert for 8,200 running backs. J.K. Dobbins going back to the well again once more. He performed well for me last week. And David Montgomery. Dobbins only 6,300. Uh, that was surprising. I like that price. 7,800 for Montgomery. Wide receivers, Jarvis Landry, Deontay Johnson, Tyreek Hill. 6500 for Landry. I thought it was a nice price for that. 6700 for Johnson. I still like that. And Tyreek Hill. Ooh, 9400 That was. That's, 
a pretty penny. Yeah, that was that was brutal. Uh, tight end Dal- Dalton Schultz, 52. I love my flex. McKissick, uh, 5,800 against Carolina. And the defense, we're going to go the Chiefs against Atlanta Falcons at 4,100. All right. We have a lot of overlap this week. Uh, Evan, why don't you talk about your, your lineup? Yeah, I hope not enough overlap for me to take the lead, but we'll see. Uh, I'm starting off with Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's going against the Jets, and I don't know if you know this, but they're bad. Uh, <laughs> the Jets are bad. Then one of the hottest players in the league, uh, Mont- Montgomery Burns, I think his name is. No, wait. David Montgomery. And it's, then, Montgomery uh, it's Montgomery Boo Burns. Oh, that's right. They're, they're, they're saying Boo Burns. Um, then I'm going with Miles Sanders. He seemed to get it right, and Dallas sucks. Uh, then give me Cooper Cup. I think that the Rams are angry and are going to take it out on Seattle's non-existent pass defense. Then, again, Jarvis Landry. Mike put forward the arguments. He was affordable. He's looking good. Cleveland's hot. I like the stack with Baker. Uh, and then I picked Ward on Philadelphia because, uh, I don't know, maybe Jalen will like him. Sure, why not? And then, <laughs> and then Hooper, I'm going with a lot of Cleveland here. Uh, my mom could score a touchdown against the Chiefs if she was playing tight end. So, uh, sorry, against the Jets if she was playing tight end. Every tight end scores against them, so I got Hooper. Mm-hmm. Then Nick Chubb uh, for my flex. And the cat, well, I've got four four Browns and two, uh, two Eagles. Okay. And then my defense is the Kansas City Chiefs against Atlanta. Because Matt Ryan can only play at most one good half with a receiver. So from the top, Baker Mayfield, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, Jarvis Landry, Greg Ward, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So uh, what's the, the thing they say about great minds think alike? Oh, I just got a notification. Uh, Stefan Diggs is off the injury report. So if you listened this late, you got breaking news that you probably already knew because, you know. I got him broke. in the big money league, so I'm glad it, I listened to this broadcast. Yeah, it broke hours ago from your perspective, from our perspective. Anyways, uh, so my DFS lineup, I too, Evan, went with Baker Mayfield. Gentlemen, Monty, Mon- David Montgomery is a lap, uh, overlap space for us this week. Uh, Mike, we overlap with J.K. Dobbins. Uh, there's only one position here uh, where we all three don't overlap, and that is uh, Tyree Kill, Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup, and also Deontay Johnson. I have Amari Cooper, and Evan has Greg Ward. So I have A-Rob, Cooper, Landry. I always do this in the most convoluted ways. I should just say my lineup. I do this every week. Anyways, Mark... Keep mine from the top after I'm done. Yeah, Mark Andrews is my tight end. Uh, he is pretty... He's like 6,600 bucks. So I dropped down from Travis Kelsey there. Austin Eckler is my flex. And then I went with the Chargers DST. So I got Baker, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Allen Robinson... Jarvis Landry, Amari Cooper, Mark Andrews, Austin Eckler, and the Chargers DST. Boys, we did it. We finished the, we finished the year mostly. We still have one more week of uh, talking about the season, but I didn't think we would get here. If I'm being com- per- completely honest, I thought COVID was going to wipe out the year. Pro- the, 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 the Titans-Steelers game, I was kind of like, uh, here we go. This is where it begins. But, you know, the NFL threw hell or high water, however you feel about them. Um, they jammed a season through. So I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, nobody had a serious bout of COVID. It seems like, except for unfortunately poor Mr. Uh, Raquel Armstead, but that was before the season. So, 
um, you know, that, that, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but um, it was an interesting year and I'm, I'm glad to be over with. And I'm, I just want to say, I'm glad to have done it with you fellas. I, I kind of dropped this on you guys. So, um, so yeah, um, you guys don't have to say anything sad and sappy like that. I just wanted to drop that and say, uh, thanks for a good year, boys. Thank you. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad. I felt like we deserved a season after the work that we put it in the preseason when everyone was kind of phoning it in. We we worked hard and did our usual work schedule. So, yay. Merry I, Christmas. <laughs> I melted down and said that this is going to be all for nothing about once a week. <laughs> every, day, every day I'd be like, I've got to get the strength to do this website that's comedy that doesn't exist for a sport that's not going to be played. Oh, God, how can I do it? That was, yeah, every day was a struggle. Yeah, when things really popped off, uh, we took a week off in the summer. I think that helped our mental health a little bit. But we got through the season, boys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays to those of you who do not celebrate Christmas. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, good luck in your fantasy finals. Uh, we all have a couple we're, that we care about that we're rooting for. So for Mike, for Evan, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care, and you have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Good luck. Joshua. I wish it was Christmas today.